Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is August 23rd. The time is about... 3.30 3.30 p.m. Ready and Newman PC has been conducting half an hour free Zoom or conference call from 2012 to right now. For those people who are in the conference call, if you aren't asked any question, please raise your hands. If you're a newcomer, never been asked a question in this one, please put your video on and please mention it to Gayatri. She will keep give preference to the people who are new. Thank you. Hi, Rahul. Um, my motion was reopened today for reconsideration. Exactly after nine days. Is um, it for OPT or what is it? H4. Okay. What was the reason why your H4 got denied? Uh, missed biometrics because they didn't, didn't send me the biometrics letter. Got it. Got it. Go ahead. Um, so five and a half months ago, it was denied. Tomorrow night, I have a flight to Delhi for Dropbox appointment in Delhi for this Friday, where I declared in DS 160 that I overstayed for 160 days post H4 mm-hmm. denial. As mm-hmm. of today, I believe my unlawful presence uh, goes back to zero and my new I-539 receipt says reopened. No, motion to reconsider, motion to reopen will not be, unless they open it and approve it, it still doesn't go to zero. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It's How still counting. I, okay. How soon will I get my H4 approval or... It may take, I would still recommend for you to, you're eligible for the, you're, you're, you're exempt from the travel bans, right? Because right. of kid, yes. I'm still going to Delhi, ma'am. Wow. Okay. I'm still going because what if they don't, you know, what if they don't approve? There's a good chance they may approve it because of this looks like more clerical thing, but what if they don't? So there's no timeline on the on the possible approval? Definitely, yeah, I would say within two years, yes. If that's a timeline you want to, no. But I already declared on my DS-160 that I overstayed. How can I, should I change that? Why? Because you still overstayed. Where, where is the change that occurred right now? Just because they did the motion to reopen, if it's approved, you can, but it's not. Oh, so it definitely doesn't go back, the unlawful presence. Okay. No, it does not. If it's approved, it goes back now. Okay. Okay. Next person, please. Thank you. I'm definitely going back to Delhi right now. Okay. Chandrasekhar. Hi, Rahul. Um, so um, my my case is a downgrade scenario where uh, my EAD and AP has been approved. 140 mm-hmm. has been approved. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, myself and my wife both are on currently on our H1B and both got a good offers in other companies. I, uh, so we are in a kind of confusion. If we, we, if we both move into EAD, uh, what would be the backup plan just in case 485 gets denied? 
When is the last Hello? time you murdered somebody? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I did not do that. Not yet. Okay. Um, just, I, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm moving, buddy. I, you got a good offer. I'm moving. Period. Um, oh, okay. You got an EAD. I'm moving. I mean, there's always a chance lightning may strike. Remember that I'm very defensive in these things, though. If you recall, though, a lot of times I tell people not to move to a different company. Right. Um, but when you have the I-140 approval, when you have a good job, that's the whole purpose why we file the 485 when the dates are not current. Right. Okay. Okay. So and, I am and moving. Next... Now, if you, if you want to ask the defense plan, it depends on the denial, though. If the denial uh-huh. occurs that you murdered somebody, definitely you will not come back. Now, exactly. if, the, if, the, if the denial occurs because you submitted a fraudulent, the degree certificate that you had with the I-140, it's a fraudulent, yeah, you can't come back. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. okay. But if it's yeah. some other denial, which I'm unable to understand what the other denial, it depends on the denial. You can still get the H-1B approval and come back. Oh, even at that stage after the denial? Yeah. Let's say, for example, you got the denial just like the other lady got the denial. Because you didn't, uh, the, the biometrics was missed. Yeah, you can still go to India and get get the H1B and come back. Oh, okay, makes sense. Okay, and and I was also told that uh, once I once my new employer files 485J, will that will that be will that will that deny my 485 processing? I am actually current from July. No, it does not <laughs> deny. You said that. I mean, I was just people, you know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, next last, person, please. La- last question, Rahul. Sorry, last question. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm planning to interfile medicals. So should I send the medicals with my 485J or should I just interfile as the... Go ahead, huh? send it. Go ahead, send it. I And do one favor. When you get the medical though, the doctors are giving extra copy for $20. Get extra right. copies, four extra copies. Okay. Okay. So so you recommend to send it with 485J, not, yeah, not like a standalone. It. Okay. You do you, no. Get two copies. Get four copies. Send one copy in this one. Send one copy on that one. Okay. I know oh. you don't care about twenty dollars. Uh, that's okay. Uh, yeah, I don't care. Uh, the thing is, t- t- send one copy as a standalone and other copy with the four eighty five J. Is that what yes. you recommend? Yes. Okay. And to okay. make two extra copies for me. Okay. 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 All right. Thank you, Rahul. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. Then. Sharda. Yeah. Hi, Rahul. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, so I just have one question. If we get the green card, uh, we have to stay with the employer for six months for just uh, for safety, they said. So can I work uh, on W-2 with my employer? And if I get any other opportunity, can I work on 1099 also uh, simultaneously? Is uh, it open and legal? Um, first is there is no requirement at all, none whatsoever at all, mm-hmm. that you have to work for the company for the next six months. In fact, there is a rule that says without, remember the other gentleman I was speaking with, no, even before the green card, he's moving. What's your problem in moving after the green card? Yeah. So that law, which was six months, could have been there before October of, before 2001. After 2001, that doesn't make any sense. So no rule. Now the question is, yeah, you can do two jobs at the same time, Ani. Uh, once you get the green card, yes, you can. And they can be different, right? For W-2, I can go with one and maybe as independent contractor. No, yes, I want everything I want to do within the legal limits. So. Wait, 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 wait. My wife does job 
with eight different companies getting eight oh. different W2s. Mm. Oh, that's acceptable. Mm -hmm. That's perfectly acceptable. You want to do that? Go ahead, do it. Nothing wrong with it. And also 1099, I can do, right? Oh, okay. yeah. Six W2s, two <laughs> 1099, my wife gets it. Oh, Sorry, okay. I correct myself. Okay. Next person, please. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, hi, Rahul. I had one question. So if I have to file concurrent filing and how many hours can legally I work uh, along with the first employer? Um, how would, uh, you can work for 40 hours, 60 hours each. No, the first employer is 40 hours and there, there's a limit for the second employer. I guess, if it's a concurrent filing, I mean, then what's the number of hours? I'm not sure. Maybe 80. Uh, yes, there is some discrepancy. So you're saying, mm -hmm. it's, but the other lawyer said it's, you, you can, can work for 20 hours for no, the second lawyer. No, there's nothing like that. You can work 240 hours. You young guys are not working as hard as we are. You should, I, I was working 80 yeah. hours when I was doing it. I still work 70 hours at, the, at this age. So there is no limit. The second can be 40. Now, the reason for me to ask this question is that because uh, my future employment uh, green card is with the second employer. And the uh, mm -hmm. reason I'm trying to uh, make sure I'll be working for him also. Uh, but he says that without that, it's not possible uh, for him to file it now. Yeah. Is that true that uh, without working for him, can I go for the 485? Without working for him, can you go for 485? Yes. yes. But remember that he controls what you can do. If you're coming into my home and I tell you, that you cannot bring meat into my home. You cannot cite the law. Uh, okay. 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 Technically speaking of, is it required for that company to, for you to work for the company to file a 485 application? No, it's not required. But can the employer require you to do so? Yes, they can. I can tell you if you're coming into my home, only if you wear a blue shirt, you're allowed to come in. Otherwise, you cannot come in. I can make my rules. Oh, yeah, I understood now. Yeah, what do you, what do you mean? I guess he's trying to make me, him as a primary employer and asking for the other uh, the company to go for the uh, concurrent, I guess. that's his No, you can have two. I think so. He got, his lawyer is a little bit confused. Can you have two 40 hours? Absolutely, you can. No problem with it. Oh, but anyway. Can. Okay. Yeah, yeah, per week. Yes, per week. Oh. I mean, what kind of lazy guys you guys are? You guys don't work 80 hours. Next person, please. Hi. Um, I work on Saturdays and Sundays. Go ahead, ma'am. Okay. Uh, we just got the green card approved for the rest of the family. Three of us got it last week. My oldest son is aged out and he's 23. I saw a provision in CSPA stating that the children who age out after the formula is applied um, automatically convert to the next, next immigrant visa category and retain their parents' priority date. Um, what? So is CSPA, no. I saw a provision like that, like no. if they have applied an F2A and if their parent become a citizen. One, it's, it's, not, F it's not F2A, it's F2B. F2B, yeah, F2B. And if the parent becomes a citizen, they so, convert so, to F2A. So, so the that's right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Now, it's not F2A, it's one, first preference. Okay. Okay. 
they can retain the priority date if you file from F2B to the first preference. Okay. Not your priority date. Your priority date is 2012, somewhere around that. Okay. No, uh, I was wondering whether my this automatic transfer of the kids uh, uh, petition to the another category, does it happen for um, uh, the employment so, base too? No, it does okay. not. Okay. When you, right now, if you got a green card, the first thing you do is file an I-130 under F2B category. Okay. Okay. So, uh, and his priority, are... date, his priority date will be 2021 August or maybe September because of the time of filing. Now, okay. can he retain your priority date? No, he cannot. Okay. He's on he F1 can only visa? Yeah, it doesn't matter what we say. He can retain the August or September priority date of 2021. Okay. Our lawyer said if, if, uh, from student visa to that category because of the non-dual intent would be difficult. It could cause problems. Is it a do you think so? No, no. If he is not traveling outside the country, okay, not a problem. Okay. If he's planning to travel outside the country, it is a problem. Okay. Re-entry would be a problem. Okay. That is that. Okay. Stamping is a problem. Re-entry is a problem. Okay. Next person, please. Thank you. But F2B can be converted into a uh, uh, family-based one. Okay. Next person, please. Here, thanks for having me. Uh, quick question. So my wife received uh, 485 EAD. I'm still yet to receive. If she starts working on 485 EAD, would that be a problem on my H1? No, you can still retain the H1B. Okay, perfect. And uh, but my question is that, are you willing to get the green card without your wife? No, we both filed. Uh, we got the medical RFE and we responded. Yeah, but I, I don't see people falling in love with their H1Bs. I can't understand it. I mean, I'm still yet to receive my EAD, so I don't have any Yeah, that's problem. fine. So let her go on the EAD. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not telling you what to do. If my, remember, actually I did it. When my wife had an H1B, I was a dependent on an H4 and I didn't have an EAD. I got the adjustment of status EAD. I used the EAD even if my wife did not. Yeah, no, understood. She's on H4 EAD. She just got the GC EAD. So just wondering if she can start work on GC and wouldn't be a problem on my H1B. When is her H4 EAD expiring? Uh, she actually received a month before GC EAD. She H4 EAD expiring, I asked you. Uh, that's October 2023. So why use the GC EAD? Just use the H4 EAD. Uh, my impression is like she got the GCAD recently after H4 EAD. So I guess that takes the precedence, isn't that? That is not right. That is not right. You're, she's fine. She can maintain H4 and H1B at the same time. H4 and adjustment of status at the same time. Oh, so she can use H4 EAD as well. Absolutely, she can. As okay. well. No, just use H4 EAD right now. Okay, perfect. That would be the answer. Thank you so much. Okay. Sneha? Hi, Rahul. Uh, my question is quick. Uh, I, I basically had a job offer from a professor in his private firm. Uh, the job relates to my field of study. It doesn't really exist in India. Um, I'm just trying to want, understand like what kind of visas I can apply for in order to work with him. You're I'm in not India sure how right much... now? No, I'm in, in the US. I'm what in the US. 
uh, I was on the OPT, which expired end of July. So I'm on my 60-day grace period, which ends in September. Is this professor, the private company, is that somehow affiliated with the university? It can be. I can work that out with my, with my alma mater. If it's been associated with the, uh, with the university, though, uh, you know, some of these professors, they work on a private and some research things, though. Yes. That's how they make the money because professor job doesn't make them good money, though. So right. if it is related to some research and that associated with the university, you could still be qualified for exempt H1B. Mm -hmm. That's I, one thing. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say that I can establish like via an MOU, I can establish uh, uh, an MOU with my university and say that I'll, I'll teach for my university and the research that the professor is doing can also be used by that university and establish an association that way. Would that work? It's not you're doing it for this. There should always already be there. I mean, what about the research work that he's doing? Is that something related? Is that already there's an MOU between the university and him? Or is it an MOU between him and Apple? There isn't one as of now. But the research is being used. For, by the university? Yes. Yeah, if there is some association, it's worth exploring the option. Try okay. to consult a lawyer to look into what relationship can be established. If you're okay. thinking anything in our office, though, don't consult Emily or me. Try to consult a lady by name Crystal. Okay. Crystal. Okay. Okay. She's good in that. All right. And that's my only option. That's one. Uh, are you married? Do you have H4 option? No. Uh, that's, H3? Uh, that's, you raised a good point on the H3, though. But the main issue is that once you go back to India, what is that? What is that? this company is going to benefit from you. Because H3 is a non-immigrant intent visa, unlike H1B. So you have to prove that you have a non-immigrant intent. What is the benefit this professor's company is going to get after the professor trains you for a period of two years? Mm, okay. And so the H3 cannot... Sorry, that's, go on. Th that needs to be established more thoroughly. What benefit it's going to be? Like normally I companies see. that that do training, for example, there are some companies that do a lot of uh, oh. site like these building all these projects. So right. what they do is that they train them and then they make them build in India. Right. So okay. it's not about training and conducting the classes. After right. training them, what is the benefit that they're going to get it when they move okay. you back wherever they want to move you? That will be very okay. crucial for H three. Okay. All right. Thank you so Next much. Next person, please. Vishwas. Yeah, thank you. Hi, Rahul. Good afternoon. Um, sure. My is with regards to the interfiling. So mm -hmm. myself and my wife, we both had our own GC applications. Mm -hmm. So last October, my dates were current. Mine is in EB3. So um, we filed 485 and 134 for me as primary and my wife as derivative. We got the EADs. And 131, it's not downgraded, it is EB3, straight, straight. EB3. Yes. So uh, we got the EADs and I'm waiting for the dates to be current. But meanwhile, my wife's, um, in, in the in the recent uh, visa bulletin, my wife's uh, dates were current and they are into final action dates now. Her priority date is 30th June, 2011, EB2. 
So uh, I'm planning. What is to... your priority date? You said. Uh, my priority date is um, February seventh, two thousand fourteen, EB3. Okay. So you, and you did not get married to that adjustment of status. No, no, none of us got married to that status. Okay. Okay. So, so what are the options? Is there something like I? Uh, well, you guys, a... you guys can file one more four eight five application based on your wife's four eight five wife's I one forty, and then later on decide what you guys want to do. Whether you want to proceed with your wife or you, or you can just let it as it is. The USCIS may approve one, and then you can withdraw the other. USCIS may force you to withdraw one of the application because when they are ready to approve the other one, they may force you to withdraw the other application. Okay, okay. So, uh, can't it be done with interfile? I, I read somewhere like no, in no, no. We can interfile, inter, inter, because it was not current in October. Okay, like so, when so I it was, and then other thing is you cannot switch wife to husband. And if you ever try to do that, it's going to mess up so hard. It will take eight, eight to ten years for you to get it. And then what we normally do is that file it again. Okay. Okay. Sure. Okay. Don't even try that. Don't even make an attempt. Just file a fresh four eighty five application. Okay. So when I file for, and this is the last question, I'm sure. So when I file four eighty five, do I need to file medicals again? Because I I did medicals when we filed for with my case. Yeah. Go back to the uh, doctor. Get a duplicate one again. Pay extra twenty dollars. Well, actually, you know what? You can't do that because medicals expire in sixty days, especially when you're filing for the fresh application. Yeah, you may have to do the medicals again. Okay. 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 All right. Thank you very Next much. Next person. Bhakti. Yeah. Hello, uh, everyone. Thank you for giving me a chance. Uh, hi, sir. So uh, basically, I'm on my STEM OPT, which was approved last year and came on U in the US in the student visa F1 in August 2017. My uh, STEM OPT was approved last year, August uh, 2019, uh, 2020, sorry. Uh, so this year, my H1 was picked and today morning, the status was changed to request for initial evidence was sent, uh, which is, I think, somewhat different from additional evidence. So uh, my question is, uh, under what scenarios uh, would this initial evidence... It could be a database error that they have sent that kind of information. It could okay. be that maybe one of the page of the LCA might be missing. One of the I-129 page might be missing. It could be like an I-94 might be missing that has been sent. It could be anything. So at this okay. point of time, just because it says that initial information, don't right. panic on it. I'm just assuming that it's an RFE. Okay, sure. Okay. And uh, also one last question on the same. So would it impact my existing STEM OPT, which is going to expire next year, uh, 2023? No, no okay. no. I'm not expecting. Even if the H1B gets denied, you should not have any problem on your STEM extension. Okay, perfect. That answers my question. Thank you so much for giving me a chance. Thank you. Next person, please. Raj. Uh, hi, hi, Rahul. Uh, my question is regarding uh, an RFE that I received for my uh, wife's H4 EAD application. So that uh, my H1 extension and her H4 extension and the EAD extension were filed concurrently by my employer eight months ago. The H1 got approved in premium processing. H4 also got approved last week. But the EAD application got RFE. We just received the RFE letter uh, this weekend. What's the RFE about? It's RFE is about uh, asking for uh, uh, I-140 um, of the primary H-1B. 
and the name of the primary H1 in the RFE letter is incorrect. I am Rajeshri Roy, and it says some Prashant Kumar in the RFE letter. What do I? How do I respond to this? Did you check your wife did not marry somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just making. Um, they it, sometimes what happens is that the H1B, the H4, EAD. I'm sorry, my earphones. Somewhere around that, they got mixed up. And file got segregated. Otherwise, H four and EAD should have been approved on the same day. So the guy didn't know what to do. He put some name and issued an RFE. So I want you to submit not just I one forty. I want you to explain that's not the husband. Here is a marriage certificate. I want you to also provide the H one B approval. Don't forget about that. I want you to provide your two pay stubs. Okay. Provide all the things when you normally file EAD without anything. Even though you attached all the documents with the H4 and EAD, it got misplaced somewhere. Okay. So should I also one second, one second. Go ahead. You're speaking something. Yeah. So should should I also um, provide a copy of the H4 EAD when the application was filed? That copy of the uh, should I submit that also? I'm sorry. The application. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Send the H for approval too. Not, not the uh, the I I seven six five. That application when it was filed, that the original application. Should I submit it again or only the supporting? No, document you are saying. No, no, supporting seven six five. They already have it. They issued an RFE on the seven six five. Except seven six five, you need to provide H one approval, H approval, pay stubs, I one forty, and marriage certificate. And the okay, got it. So uh, what I was fearing that they 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 are saying that you, you need to provide I one party of the applicant with this name, and my name is different, and you don't. You match. can tell, explain it. That's just an error, though. So that's just nothing, to, nothing yeah. to worry about. I can. Yeah, just don't take it out. seriously about my joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you just have to tell them that no, this uh -huh. is the husband. Here is a marriage certificate. Uh -huh. We filed along with the H one B. The approval came in. Here are the pay stubs. Here is the H four that got approved, and then you send it with them. Should I call USCIS call center and um... send it. send it? Just send it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Next, I was just joking with you guys. <laughs> just next person, please. That's good job, sir. So, uh, hi, sir. Uh, good afternoon. So, you know, my my dad uh, is on B two visa since almost a year. I filed one-time extension after uh, six months. Okay, now you know in uh, case status, I can see it as a notice was returned to USCIS because the post office could not deliver it. And now my question is: Shall I go for another extension for my dad, or shall I send him to? You know, I'm having my brother in Canada also; he's PR holder. Shall so, I? So let me ask you one thing. When is so he came for six months? Yeah, he came for six months. Um, he came for six months. When he came for six months, um, you extended for six months. When is that one year expiring? One year expiry is on th September thirty first. I I would recommend it to not extend one more time, okay. and he should not be returning back from Canada to USA though, if that's a plan that you're thinking about. No, I am uh, planning to send him to Canada right now. And after that? 
after that i'm not sure i need to think about it i need you no if you're planning to send bring him back to usa don't okay okay don't do that okay um you can just because the receipt notice got it uh, got it reversed back doesn't mean anything try to chat with mr to check sure that your address is correct or not raise a service request on it to see the, if the address is proper no address check to see if, uh, uh-huh. we went to fingerprints we had been to fingerprints after that i received this status but in between that sometimes it says that it's approved no it didn't i want you to i want to chat with emma what's going on because there may be an approval that has gone back okay 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 chat with emma on that and then i do not recommend people to go for more than one year extension okay that's good and uh, now i can send him to canada right in is there no i don't know not, i don't know much about canadian law mm-hmm. okay but make sure that if he goes to canada is not coming back here coming back here for how long he need to go back to india then come back or how yeah he needs to go back to india stay there at least for one year before he comes back remember visiting visa in usa is to come and visit okay. not visit india and stay here okay okay i got you next person please okay thank you sir so priya hi uh, hi rahul um uh actually my visa max out date is january uh, 18 2022 and uh, my visa expires on october 27 2022 um and uh, i have i140 approved in 2017 with previous employer with my current employer he has not started my gc process yet so i just wanted to know whether uh, i should stay until january 18 2022 or uh, october um 2022 which is on my i797 when did your i9 when did your i140 got approved it got approved in uh, 2017 october so when you filed for the h1b extension though you you were eligible for the extension until october is right why are you telling january is the last time because of the 6 year period correct my 6 year 6 year period is Six year period is not applicable for you because you got an I one forty approval in two thousand seventeen. But it was with my previous employer. My current. Who said employer? it has to be? Who said it has to be from the same employer? Okay. Your I one forty can be with company A. Your seventh year H one B company can be company B. There is no requirement. Both the companies have to be the same. Okay. Okay. You so. Yeah. so i can stay until uh, october 22 uh... absolutely because that's when your 3 years of h1b with this company b is expiring even though you never have an i140 approval with company b you only have with company a yeah that's fine you can go for the october though no need for you to just extend in january and uh, uh, can i apply for extension furthermore mm-hmm. um is your i140 not withdrawn within 6 months after it's been approved no okay. it is not withdrawn yeah you go ahead you can go ahead absolutely no problem with it okay and uh, i have one more question uh, my father and my mother came in uh, 2020 uh, on a visiting visa uh, due to covid situation the flights have been cancelled previous i know the covid situation can you get to the point sorry 
So we have been extended three times and uh, uh, there was a biometrics uh, that was done and uh, uh, the status shows the case was received but not approved yet. They can still stay here until we have applied until Feb 2022. They can stay but I would strongly recommend since they got the vaccinations though, they should try to move outside the country though. Because they're coming back next time will be history for you. The longer they stay in this country. And if by any chance any denial occurs, then their passport visa will become invalidated. For them? For them, not for you. For them. Okay. I'll take the next two callers, guys. Okay. Uh, sorry, I have... Yeah, I got uh, RFP yesterday. Uh, I, or... Yeah, just hold on to them. You got an RFP yesterday? Yesterday, uh, RFP on my parents' uh, extension, which we have applied. They are asking for uh, uh, additional documents, like what places they have visited and what is the credit card. Yeah, I would rather than send them back. I don't know why you extended the second time. Because you need, of to consult a, yeah. you need to consult a lawyer, ma'am. You need to consult a lot. Other their visa will be invalidated. Let's let's go to the next caller. Thank you, Naraina. Uh, uh, Rahul and for your services. Actually, I just completed two years in in USA and I have a, my 140 approved. I am planning to change from employer A to employer B. And uh, employer B is, uh, said that they wanted to present the I140 details, but I haven't complete six years. Uh, uh, what is your, the impact? Uh, can I know, Rahul? Please. What do you mean I-140? They want what? I-140, what? They said that uh, because I haven't completed my six years, just two years completed with the regular H-1B. So what is the issue right now? What is your question? I am planning to change my employer A to B. They said what that... Is... Sorry? They said what? The employer B is saying that uh, we will be publishing your uh, I-140 details for uh, transfer application. I said uh, not needed because I haven't complete my six years yet using regular H-1B. If is there any impact? I'm asking. Normally, when we when we ask the questionnaire to the employee, as a lawyer, I would like to keep the record of the I-140, though. Even if it's not required, I would like to keep it, though. That's the reason they might have asked it. What's your problem in providing it to them, though? No, no, no. I, I, I don't know. Is there any impact uh, if they are publicizing during the transfer from employer A to employer B? What do you mean publicizing? See, when it is filling the I-129, they are going to put my details, right? I-140. Oh, details. yeah. They will, they're going to ask whether you're right. Have you ever filed an I-140 application? Yeah, they, you should answer yes to that question. So if you answer yes to that question and they give the details, no, it's not going to cause any problem for you. No, so, some, okay. Somebody was uh, telling that... Uh, no, they will consider that you already completed six years and they'll start filing your... Uh, no, 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 no. Because in the I, in the H-1B, there's a column, have you ever filed a green card application? There was an answer. You just click answer and you provide the I-140 approval. That doesn't has anything to do with anything what you're speaking about. Okay, so it is not going to impact because I am not sure. So I said them, uh, you can transfer without providing... No, I would, I would like to... 
I would like to have the I-140 with me. I would like to provide it. Uh, even with the I-129 for employer? Yes. Yes, sir. I would like to have it. I don't see a reason why you have a problem with it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Next question. That's all. Thank you, Rahul. Shiva? Hi. Um, I'm ready. It's a quick question for me. I think this. Uh, I got my uh, 140 approved in 2012 uh, March. In 2014, I moved to an uh, employer B. And now uh, my employer B is having, uh, uh, they're not processing green cards, they're on hold right now. And when I went to employer A, he said that I would love to help you with all these things, but there is something called uh, ability to pay. So if, because last six years, uh, five, six years, you're not with me, I have to show an ability to pay uh, like 300, 400K or something to get you back on my rolls and continue this process. Uh, I just wanted to check how, uh, how, uh, how yeah, he's, he's right. I don't know about 300K and 400K depends on how many other people like you are there. Okay. Suppose if I have a client, we filed a green card application for some people though. Mm -hmm. And then we have to downgrade. We have to show the ability to pay. So if the prevailing wage is 100,000, they're only making 80K. Uh oh, there is a problem right. there. Is right? Then we have to show them the balance to $20,000 on the income tax returns. But if you are not there at all, then we have to allocate $100,000 for you. That's expensive for us. Okay, so that's true. So he has to allocate $100,000. Yeah, yeah. In the, it's not allocation. It's He must have the profit to allocate it. Profit allocation for me uh, as a business. Right. Trying to... So the other option he said is go back to your employer. So I'm, I'm actually going to my employer and I asked them, but because they have stopped doing green cards, I have to get a director and vice president level approvals and stuff. I'm working on it, but this was, that so is go the option. Go back to the old employer, buddy. And then they can start the green card application again for you if you want to. Or choose they another company. Ground choose zero. another company. Yeah, ground zero. Uh, or choose some other company. If you're going ground zero, you don't have to go to company A. Yeah, he actually was open to that also. He said, these are the options you have. Uh, this is one it's thing. Do you know when your company A has withdrawn the I-140? They have not withdrawn the I-140. Okay, I want you to get a copy when it's been withdrawn. Uh, Gayatri is going to give a link to you there. Okay, get okay. a copy of the I-140 petition directly from USCIS. If there, if, was it in EB2 or EB3? EB2. What's the priority date you said? 2012 March. So I'm pretty close. I mean, I, know I mean, it's one thing is that you can do is if the prior date becomes current, they don't have to downgrade. You can file the 485 application directly. So the old company then, can still do it. And then, then they don't have to do the ability to pay. Remember, ability to pay only comes when they file the downgrade application. Oh, okay. So, but he, he was saying, I see, I gave him two options. I said, either I can come back to you. I don't care. I can come if back. If you to come you back, I, it doesn't make a difference when you come back. Because there's a gap period of five, six years. You're not covering that gap period. You're right. only covering for 2021. You're but not covering I, the gap period. Yeah, but I'm not even uh, looking at downgrading to EDP. If you're not looking for downgrading, there's no ability to pay, sir. Oh, okay. Perfect. So I'll, I'll check with him on that. Yeah, and if you want to can, use our services, we're willing to do that. Okay, awesome. I'll contact you offline. And then one more question is, so if my current employer, if he says that he's going to file my, uh, from ground zero, if, uh, meanwhile, I'm also looking out to another employer who so can actually uh, take it up and then start filing it. 
yeah, whatever comes first, right? Because I'm about six months during uh, due date. So yeah, that's fine. You can have multiple green cards filing at the same time. Perfect. And can I use the same 2012 priority date for... If it's not been withdrawn by January 1st, January 17th of 2017, yes. And how do we know it? I Gayatri put a link. I want you to get a copy. Perfect. Awesome. So, but to, but, but the answer is like two, two employers, if I can go through my current employer and a new employer, both of them can okay. use the same priority date. Yeah, that's right. Perfect. Perfect. It's really helpful. Thank you guys. Gayatri, just don't close the conference call. I want to see some of the comments. I can't see the comments if you close the comment. Uh, uh, okay. Rahul. Thank you guys. Rahul, the next quick question. Easy one. L last person though. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Thank you. Um, thanks for your service. Uh, I am planning to file for my downgrade from EV2 to EV3. Um, mm -hmm. But the issue is that I don't have a marriage certificate. I am the primary applicant. Wife is uh, the derivative, but we don't have a marriage certificate. We have a notary marriage kind of an affidavit that was made in 2010 um, when we got married in 2010. And then we came to US. Um, so I don't have a marriage certificate. So is there any other way to show um, marriage or what can I do? Uh, yeah, two, two affidavits will be good. If you want to get, if you can get a non-availability certificates, most of the people don't give the non-availability certificates. Um, you can, you can, you can try to get the non-availability certificates. Gatri is going to give a link for the format of the affidavits. You need to have two affidavits though. And two affidavits, uh, for both of us. So four affidavits together. Uh, no, 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 no. You both married the same person. So only two. Only two. Only two. Only two. Okay. And we can file with that. No problems. Or... That's right. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, there are people who are asking questions online. I'm going to answer a couple of them. Medical, uh, oh, medical RFE, what documents are required? Just medical, medical. That's it. Nothing else is required, guys. I'm going to look some of the comments if there is anybody there. That's all I got here in the comments. But let me see here, I have more comments. Sorry, guys, we couldn't take all the people. The next conference call will be tomorrow at 11.30. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.